Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. I wanted to start this week by explaining the recent delay in episodes. I was suddenly and unexpectedly faced with both a family emergency and a very rapid, stressful change in my basic living situation. These issues have taken precedence in recent weeks over getting the show out. I wish we hadn't missed weeks, but attending to the emergent changes in my life was very necessary and precluded the release of the episodes. To that end, as I continue to adjust to these, Swallows of the South will be taking on a bi-weekly release schedule through the month of November. I hope to resume our regular weekly episodes in December. Your understanding and patience are deeply appreciated. With that out of the way, I want to remind you all that we will be at two cons in the near future. You can see all of the show's present cast at Project Oracle here in San Diego from the 28th to 30th of October, and I alone will be at a catacon in Dayton, Ohio from November 11th to 13th. For those of you looking for more information on the Patreon, which will be launching when we go live with the second season of the show, I wanted to let you know that if you back us at the $20 a month or more level, once per year you will be able to get an illustration illustrated by either myself or by Lenny from the show. Lenny's a wonderfully talented artist, and I did the character portraits and illustrations that can be found on the show's website and many of our various social media links. So if that's something that you might be interested in, be looking forward to our Patreon. I'm going to issue a content warning for this episode. The final moments of the narrative portion involve an honor suicide, so please be warned. Before we get in, I want to remind you that our intro for Rizzo's Quest has been Koromogoe by Kunai Shogakubu. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Rizzo, Leia, and Tulio moved beyond the lands of the Eagle Clan to find themselves at the center of a tempest of conflagration. What was the source of this flame, natural or occult? Would this end without conflict? You can see the blaze that is congealing around you is a mix of hot yellows and reds, and then also of silvery blues. And as the roaring intensifies and you are forced to almost come to a stop, the blazes fell three of the trees that are in your immediate vicinity. And I need all of you to make dexterity plus athletic checks at a difficulty three to jump out of the way of these falling branches, or rather, whole trees. Are any of you going to be spending any essence to enhance this? Uh, Tulio will be using two motes of peripheral to bump him up to seven dice. Excellent. Anything for Leah? No. And Rizzo, any dice you're going to add to that pool? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. Let's give it a roll then. <laughs> Would you believe that Tulio really needs to branch out more? Say the number of successes. Two successes. Looks like he's going to be a little birch and get hit. All right. Oh, boy. Are we done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to keep bringing this punnery into... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a sap. Leah got eight successes. Well, fuck. Am she sharing any? <laughs> crushed that one. Now it's time for Rizzo. Three successes. So that's enough for you to jump out of the way. So only Tulio... <laughs> Is subjected. The only one who spent moats. The wood aspect is going to be crushed by trees. Is anyone really sad? I don't think so. So he has to contend with three dice of bashing damage. 
and he takes one die of bashing damage as the tree slams into Tulio on the back of the Stormwind Rider and sends him reeling toward this clearing and being pulled out of the Stormwind Rider proper as it slows with Rizzo and Leah, he can see that there are two forms, each wreathed in flame, dancing through the woods near the entrance to the cave that you can see about 60 meters off. What do you do? I would like to make sure that Tulio is okay and before we proceed any farther just because I know that we're never going to have a hard time advancing any farther without knowing for sure and getting Tulio's body safe from underneath that tree. Awesome. So you then are moving towards Tulio's body, yes? Yes. Okay. It's pretty clear that he's not even that banged up from it. Right. I think mechanically he's lost one of his minus zero health boxes, so it hasn't even really inconvenienced him. Mm -hmm. But he is presently pinned under the tree and it's going to take a little bit of lifting Mm -hmm. to get him out from underneath it. This tree is not an oak, but it is a pine tree that has relatively young, but it is sitting on top of him and it is going to need to be lifted off of him. And these figures are still dancing around and you can hear the clashing of metal. Mm, okay. Can I change my answer? I kind of want to go deflame those flames. The figures that are moving around? Yeah. Okay, they are, they're very nearby. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to deflame those flames? Oh, cool. So I, I think I still have my, um, my storm rider going, and I'd like to just extinguish their flame a little bit just so we can talk to them without damaging ourselves in the process of talking to someone who's on fire who could possibly be very emotional. You charge forward on your Stormwind Rider. It is very, very fast. And just as these two figures are about to clash, blow through them. So on one side, you can see they're about to clash. You move through. You're just on the other side as their weapons hit each other. And the rider blows some of the flames out around you. But it looks like these are creatures or people who are continuously emitting a stream of flame as opposed to being covered in a finite quantity of flame. But as you blow through, they both drop to the ground of the forest floor and turn turn toward you. It is two women, one of whom is tall and muscular of build. She has bluish silver hair and holds a sickle attached to a chain with a weight at the other end of the chain. She is lightly armored and wearing loosely fitting flowy clothes atop her armor. And the other figure is wearing a sleek red jade buff jacket emblazoned with a mon of the realm. They have reddish brown hair, intense red eyes, and are smiling quite intently as they turn toward you. Anybody who has any semblance of lore can make an intelligence plus lore check. Zero successes. And a one, which means that you have botched. I'm going to let that sit, and then I will tell you how that manifests when it does. Anybody else feel like they have the ability to roll here with a lore-based roll? Leah is going to roll with her dice pool from lore of six. <laughs> Leah got four successes. Okay. So did Leah come on the Storm and Rider with Rizzo, or did you get dislodged when everything happened? So that you're kind of now forming a triangle with Tulio, Rizzo, and Leah kind of anchoring the different portions of the triangle. Leah was probably anchoring the triangle. I don't think she got on the Storm Rider. Okay. Well, you guys were on the Storm and Rider when you got hit. Oh. And so I was wondering if you were dislodged. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. You can see the two figures strike each other and pull away. And you can see the Mon of the Red Jade Armor is the Mon of House 
Cessus of the realm. It is a distinctive feather shape, and this person is wielding a jade lance, a red jade lance against their foe. But if the realm is here, that's probably not the best sign. I will remind you guys out of character that the realm pushed the eagle clan into the mountains, so that might have something to do with this. Who do you think you are? Uh, the person wearing the house Cessus armor says, turning to Rizzo, pointing their spear. You've no reason to be here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You should clear out. Okay, okay, but we're 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 just uh kind of looking for something important up here, and maybe we could just be in and out and out of your hair. You won't even know that we're here, but if we could just let you know that we're here, so we're on the same page. You looking for something? I bet you're looking for those Eagle Clan deserters. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not. We're we're looking for a thing. What thing are you looking for? It's like a doodad. And then the figure that is emitting blue flame turns and you can see their brows visibly furrow you would do best to attend to your friend who got caught in the crossfire and abandon your ridiculous search right now well i might do one of those two things and that's gonna be we're gonna go get our friend and then go continue to look but we we really 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 need to look up here the scythe on the chain blows past the side of your face and you can feel the warmth of the flame licking at you as it slams into a tree behind you oh my god i heartily recommend that you leave or i will make you leave in pieces um see i respect that but also we really need to look up here so I might suggest that you possibly waver your feelings a little bit and know that we're not trying to do any harm up here, but I'm also not afraid of you. I have a pretty good idea of what you're trying to do right here. No one has ever come here with good intentions. We do. We do. Can you trust us if I give you something to hold on to? How are you going to prove to me that you have good intentions? What if I give you something very important to me and as soon as we leave, we will leave within a few hours and if something somehow becomes harmful or your forest is damaged by us anyhow i'm not at all worried about the forest okay so we won't harm you or anything we're not trying to get at you if i give you something really important and we look for what we're looking for i can get my important thing back and you can see that we have the truest intentions i know the important thing that you're looking for is hidden behind a particular shrine is it not yes it is yeah you need to abandon your search no that's not an option i'm sorry It's not an option. If you help me kill this interloper, maybe I'll consider talking to you. Who is the interloper? I need need background. I can't just kill someone all willy-nilly. I don't trust you. It looks like we've got three people who don't trust each other then. I prefer that you not interfere with the business of House Cessus. Do you know who I am? No. She points to the... Mon at her chest and says, I am Cessis On, Scion of House Cessis, sibling to the Honorable Cessis Min who leads the siege against Zhao Wei. Oh my god. Um, uh, Leah? Yeah. This is a lot to handle. Um, Rizzo, it's it's okay. Just don't let her upset you. But all my friends are there. I know. She's just trying to get in your head. Your friends may be there, but there are two very real threats right in front of you. I encourage that you snap to it. 
we have something to do here and we need to find what we're looking for. It's larger than us and it's going to happen. We've come a long way just to find this stupid thing and we're going to find it. And I've come a long way to make sure that nobody ever does. You don't understand. Why don't any of you understand? The thing that we're trying to find, we're trying to prevent, is going to hurt everyone. You are so busy, all of you, focusing on what you belong to and who you praise and the name on your shirt. Look, this thing that we're working against will hurt every it's single person. Shit. Oh, well, whatever. Okay, just semantics. Look. No, it was forged by my ancestor 400 years ago. It's not a shirt. Take it back. Fine, your garment, your ancient garment. Okay, look. Just a cloak over no, some metal anyways. There'll be nothing for anyone, okay? No, if no. I can do my job, it won't be a problem because no one will get through. My job is as the final guardian. I am fire falls like rain, eternal scion of the last shrine of Jupiter. Yeah, and you're going to be known by everyone as the person who didn't listen to three people trying to help and let two other bad people okay. walk all over them. If you're getting so upset with our bullheadedness, then why don't you do away with the vagaries? You know what? I'm just gonna say it, okay? There are two people following after us. They want to take this idol for a very bad reason, and we've done a lot of things to kind of interject that and take it before they do, because they're about to just monopolize this whole system and wreak havoc or do whatever they want to do. But whatever it is, I'm not getting good vibes, and neither is the rest of us. Fine, Alternative suggestion. You help me kill this piece of trash. Then we wait here for these two people to arrive. Wait. And we all kill them. No, waiting's not good enough and you don't understand how strong they are. Waiting, they have so many other things. If they know that we're here waiting for them, they're just going to go find all the other idols. They have a lot of connections and a lot of power. Distance is our friend here. So it sounds to me like Rizzo is trying to make an instill action to give firefalls like rain and intimacy maybe of fear toward... Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So just just understand. So that would be a charisma plus presence. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to definitely... I only have four, so I'm going to spend about... Yeah, and you are going against a resolve score of four, so... And if you want, you could spend a willpower to guarantee yourself a success. So yeah, let me do that. Cool, cool, cool. That is five successes. Imagine for a moment that I believe that this is credible, that this threat is major. What if I were to tell you that I'm only concerned about this one idol? I I can try to wrap my head around that, but I also want you to look at the larger piece. What are these idols a part of? They're something much larger, and I understand that if you're looking after this one idol, then you're not looking after anything anymore, but... If they get this idol because they're stronger than you and we tried to prevent that, that's all on you and we're all going to be screwed. What makes you so certain that you can't beat these people that are coming for you, but that you can deal with me? Because I can see what they can do. I've seen it. Do you not see this magnificent fiery splendor before you? I do, but you don't have hate and you don't have some negative energy following you that sometimes fuels people a lot farther than you think it would and you seem like you have something to lose they don't have anything to lose i can't just give this up you don't understand this is my entire life's work i would much prefer that we try collectively to resolve this situation but first 
I'm in the middle of some business, and she yanks the chain and then swings it towards Cessus on, who pulls up her lance and pushes the chain out of the way. If you want to deal with this situation that you found yourselves in, there's a simple solution. Help me deal with her, and you can do whatever you want in her stupid cave. I can go back to hunting the Eagle Clan. See, now I already don't want to help you because we've already helped the Eagle Clan. Sorry. So you do know where they are? Nope. I don't know where they are to keep them safe. She is They going... did not tell us where they are. Yeah, for those of you at home, there's a lot of winking going on <laughs> for this purely audio format. <laughs> but she is going to try to read Rizzo's intentions okay. to see if she's lying. Okay. What is Rizzo's guile score? So the guile's going to be four. Four is my guile. Okay, so she rolled five successes. I can see that you're lying to me. There's no point in hiding the truth. You've got yourselves in a situation where you have a simple choice to make. Join me or join her. It's I'm, not like you have any other recourse. I'm going to join her. I'm just saying you could also pull this tree off of me. <laughs> I am also here. Love you. <laughs> it smells nice down here. Like pines. I like pines. If you want to help your friend, then go ahead. It'll even out the odds, I suppose. Yeah, I guess we could do that right now. Sure. <laughs> so we walk back over to get Tulio out from underneath the tree. Tulio's been having a good time under this tree. Um, he, as a wood aspect, enjoys trees. But he was just feeling not really part of the party. And even though he likes to take a step back and, and not be the main person in things, he also likes being there. You know, he, he was getting a little bit of FOMO, a little I'm bit of fear of missing out. Here. So um, he'd like to be involved again. So he's just kind of lying under the tree. Pretty nonchalant, but also a little bit irritated. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a feat of strength, mm -hmm. which is going to be strength plus athletics. So whoever has the better pool should probably head this one off. Okay. What do you have? Seven? I have six. So go ahead. Okay. Leah steps behind the tree. And although she's pretty scrawny, you can see that her body is kind of starting to harden up as she presses her palms towards the middle of the trunk. And she's going to basically kind of push it over his knees so it doesn't crush him and roll it off. Awesome. Go ahead and add two dice for your stunt. And now you're trying to beat a difficulty of three. Leah got nine successes. So Leah has clearly been doing her deadlifts <laughs> and sends this smoldering hunk of tree rolling down into the forest, freeing Tulio. It lands down the hill with a shower of sparks, which seem to evaporate into the moist air of this high mountain. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry we uh, took so long. It's all right. I didn't have a bad time. It felt warm. You feel okay trees. now? Okay, it's fine. You <laughs> freed your friend. Now it's time to get back to business. Are you truly going to defy House Cessus like this? Why don't you guys just fight your fight and we'll do our thing? Why do we have to take sides? Is it not obvious that if I commit to this fight, then I'm turning my attention away from the very place I am supposed to be guarding? Well, you've already kind of done that, haven't you? No, I've got you trapped here in conversation with me. Are, well, are, are we trapped, or are you if trapped? If you try to move, I will cut your thrice-damned head off. Tulio, who has been slinking around the background at this time, pauses in his tracks. Go ahead and make a stealth roll. <laughs> <laughs> 
slinking very slinkily. He's doing the whole uh, stand behind a tree trunk and then he like extends his long leg out and then slowly and then quickly pulls behind the next tree and has been kind of doing that for several trees now. So Tulio is going to roll with his stealth of seven dice, but he's going to use four motes from peripheral to pull him up to 11 dice. Excellent. As Tulio does this, we can see the vibrations of air that this movement is causing, and we can see that ringing inside of Firefalls Like Rain's ears. So get plus two dice for your stunt. He got three successes. You know, considering I'm the same person that plays Godwin, like, they have significantly different luck in terms of rolls, except for the fact that Tulio rolled really well when trying to murder a child. Okay, so now she's contesting that. She got five successes. She says, soul damned head off. And then she immediately turns and the scythe goes whipping toward the tree where Tulio is hiding. Everyone, if if not just Tulio, everyone needs to roll join combat. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to spend one moat. So that makes a total of nine dice. And I would like to explain how I'm about to join battle. So Rizzo is kind of just like, at first she was like, Ugh. and then she kind of just like gears up and she puts her feet in a stance and then her mentality starts getting into this mode. So her feet kind of start to vibrate and it kind of like shivers all the way up. And then um, she can like feel a tingling in her tips of her fingers and she can feel her sword itching on her back because she knows and it knows that they're they're about to join forces. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, I'm going to let you add two dice and a success. Bingo. Uh, so you regain that point of willpower that you spent earlier. Six successes. Awesome. So Rizzo's starting initiative is nine. Uh, Leah is up next. Leah stands and turns both of her feet into the dirt. She reaches into her bag and pulls out a black and red ribbon and ties back her hair. You can see closely in the ribbon that it has little embroideries of leaves and flowers on it, and she looks up at everyone, takes a deep breath, and she's ready to fight. Awesome. So add two dice to your pool, and are you spending any moats on your join battle? Leah's spending two moats, so her dice pool went up from 9 to 11, and then with the extra two dice, it's now 13. Awesome. Well, you got seven successes. All right. So she's going to be at 10 starting initiative. So next is Tulio. When fire falls like rain, did the wha-pow thing. Was that at Tulio? Yes. Did it hit in that general direction? It landed on the tree right next to his cheek. Okay. So Tulio at this point lunges back towards Rizzo and Leah on the opposite direction of where the uh, little whoops thing landed and sees one of the tree trunks that has toppled over because of the fires and starts running up the side of that slanted tree and pulls out his gormal and leaps into the air lunging towards firefalls like rain. Awesome. So I will call that also a two dot stunt. So take a success and two extra dice. And are you spending any moats? Yes. Four successes, even with the stunt. Why? Plus your one that's given to you. No, that is the the one one. that was given to me. Oh, you just. I am just doing a garbage time at rolling today. So Tulio starts with seven. Woo! 
Firefall's like rain now pulls the scythe back on the chain and the tree to which it was attached is rapidly bifurcated like it is just cut in half and comes splitting down into the woods as she swings it and drops into a low stance fire curling around her so now she's going to roll so she got three successes so her starting initiative is six and cessus on seeing this confrontation breaking out thrusts out her spear the white orange flame coalesces around the tip of it and spreads down its blade and she smirks and says i guess then whoever wins this gets their way and now she's going to spend two motes to enhance this and roll So she also rolled three successes, so Mm -hmm. she's at six. So all of you guys get to act before they do at all. So at the top of the round, we start with Leah. Leah is going to attack Firefalls Like Rain with Artful Maiming Onslaught. Okay, that means you're making a decisive attack. Oh, should I not do that right now? You have ten, and she doesn't have any hardness, so. Leah reaches into the belt right below her corset and pulls out a triangular shaped blade that is serrated on both sides. The handle is red and the tips of the serrated edges are black, much like the rest of her outfit. And she is going to stab firefalls like rain across the chest, like shoulder down, basically through her breast. Okay, and as you do this, she leaps trying to fall back and bring the scythe to catch the hook of the knife and tear it away. Uh, You'll have a two-dot stunt, and did you want to use any Excellency dice in order to enhance this attack? Uh, Yes. Leah's going to spend five motes to add five dice to her pool. Okay, so... From peripheral, yeah. Uh, what's the total mote expenditure you're doing here? With the two motes, uh, seven. Okay, so your cast mark now is glowing and bleeding across your brow. But go ahead and roll us that attack. You got 11 successes. Okay, so tell us what Artful Maiming Onslaught does before you roll the 10 dice of your decisive attack. So Artful Maiming Onslaught leaves a painful scarring wound that inflicts a cumulative negative one penalty for the rest of the scene, and the scars on the player will not exactly be disfiguring unless stated otherwise but leah does not want them to be disfiguring okay cool so roll those 10 dice for murder well you got three successes you drag this chris across her chest and blood that is It's red, but the way that the ambient light catches it makes it look almost silvery in sheen, or at least very metallic, and it begins to flow down across the leather armor that she's wearing on her chest, and she visibly winces. Oh, so you're one of them. And now it is Rizzo's turn. What's Rizzo gonna do? All right. So I have decided I wanted to use my fire and stone strike. Okay. And I can I use my howling lotus with that or is that two different things? You can combine two different things, but howling lotus is only if you're going in for the kill immediately. Okay. So, Um, But she actually, you are in a position where you could do that because she doesn't have any hardness. Okay. And now she's at a minus one to her defenses. Okay. Um, So if you want to do that, I would also probably use excellent strike. 
Okay. So that is going to be six motes, I believe. And then, that. yep. If you want to use fire and stone strike, you can spend up to three motes. How many would you like to spend on that? So that'll mean nine motes. Excellent. And then are you going to put anything to your excellency? Her defense right now is just five. No, I think nine's fine. Cool. And then describe how you are doing this attack. What does your Howling Lotus strike look like? So Howling Lotus kind of looks like she pulls her sword out and at the tip, it kind of like sparks a little bit Mm -hmm. and she pulls it in front of her and it's not reflective, Mm -hmm. even though it's a shiny material. Mm -hmm. And... Again, it kind of like hums to her like Mm -hmm. she has obviously a connection with it. So when she puts it in her hand, the pearl kind of wraps around my hand, giving it a secure hold in. Like there's no way like my sword's going to fly out of my Mm -hmm. hands because that's something that would happen. But it's like we're becoming one. So it molds around my hand and it warms up a little bit. Usually every time it's used, it kind of like warms up and Mm -hmm. vibrates. And there's like a soft glow around it like a bubbling up of it the attack then is more of like for those of you out there who are a fan of kingdom hearts it's more of like a finishing final blow that if you hit that last combo it's a twirl and then a pounce Mm -hmm. and then it's a jedi flick in the air Mm -hmm. and then it's just a slash down okay so the first barrage of blows Firefalls like rain continues to catch with the blade of the scythe. Mm -hmm. And when she sees you go up, you can actually see her shift her grip. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to grab it and pull it away with the chain. Oh, my sword? Yeah. Okay. So her defense is six. Okay. But you're rolling hella dice. I'm actually going to call that one a three-dot stunt. So go ahead and roll your attack pool. (laughs) I got seven successes and I needed to beat six. Awesome. So... Because of your fire and stone strike, instead of rolling just nine dice, you roll ten for this. Because you roll your initiative for the damage on your decisive attack. I got eight successes. Wow. (laughs) Okay, that's enough damage to kill a regular mortal person. But fire falls like rain is not a regular mortal person. So you have brought her down to her last minus two health box, which means she's now at minus two to everything she wants to do, except she's actually at minus three because of the artful naming onslaught. And now she needs to roll to resist the poison that your, yep, your howling lotus strike pumped into her veins. So after all of those penalties, she's rolling four dice and hoping to the sun that she can get five successes so that she doesn't get poisoned. kidding me oh my god whatever no that's only she got four four ha she got four oh i didn't declare i spent a willpower before i rolled like i was going to Uh so she only got four which means for the next round she (laughs) is at minus five to all of her actions so she goes slamming backwards and you can see the area where you pierced her give its kind of telltale pulsing Like, you can tell that your venom struck true. (sighs) I wasn't expecting more than one of you to be like that. (laughs) (sighs) Shit. (laughs) And now it's Tulio's turn, where Tulio hops on the murder train, probably. I was going to say that uh, Tulio sees that his two 
comrade have a good hold of fire falls like rain and so he turns his attention to cessus on radical so what's he going to do to cessus on so tulio is going to use ringing anvil onslaught and thousand ton hammer smash to make a smashing attack and he will be spending all nine motes in peripheral so your anima then blossoms out and are you going to enhance this with any excellency dice let's pop two in there Cool. So what does his anima flux look like? So it's not like the anima of a solar exalt. It's actual raw elements that are coming out. It tends to be flowery, but it doesn't have to be like flowers or petals or something Mm -hmm. for a wood aspect. So what does Tulio's anima look like? So Tulio's anima actually looks like there is a cloister almost like this radiant aura around him, but of antlers. And they look like they're protruding from his body, but of course they're um, not. It's it's you know, just visual. Um, but these antlers are all budding flowers. But the antlers look like the material of birchwood, like his hair. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you're going to get a two-dot stunt for that, so that's an automatic success. Two extra dice, and she's going to spend all four of the dice she can to try to defend herself, trying to catch herself under the weight of the Gormal with her blade as it comes down on her, and then trying to essentially use the momentum that she can get from her leverage to spin it out of the way. And then she's also going to spend a point of willpower, so you're now contesting a defense of seven. Considering Tulu's been rolling like garbage, I should have thrown more in here. Six successes with the stunt. I rolled 15 dice, (laughs) y'all. So she manages to roll out on the opposite side of you, smirks, and says, It's pretty foolish of you to try to take me on. A wood aspect? You're not but tinder before the forces of House Cessus. And now it's her turn and also Firefall's like Rain's turn. And... Both Rizzo and Leah have reset to three initiative. So, Cessus on rolls out of the way and uses the momentum of her roll to spring forward as the fire erupts around her body, driving into the soft flesh of Tulio's side. She is going to spend four motes to enhance her attack, and she's also going to add four dice to the raw damage of Blast. said attack. Okay, well, Tulio is going to use Impervious Skin of Stone, which allows him to add plus six soak against a withering attack. Cool deal. What does that bring his soak to? That brings his soakity soakness up to 22 wowzers 22 so she's going to roll 15 dice she got nine so she got four rollover successes increasing her base damage up to 19 which is then reduced by 22 from your soak so she gets to roll her overwhelming value which is actually five because she has an artifact tulio takes one point of withering damage (laughs) So he drops down to six. Ouch. And Cessus on raises to eight. And now it is Firefalls Like Rain's turn. And she needs to roll to see how much damage she takes from the toxin that Rizzo put inside her. Oh, dip. She takes three points of initiative damage. So she drops down to three initiative. And as she coughs and sputters, the blue white flame around her begins to concentrate inwards towards the core of her body and she says (laughs) if you think i'm going to go down this easily you're very mistaken and the core of blue white flame then bursts outwards engulfing the entirety of the forest around
around you in a white hot flash. Everyone needs to make a dexterity plus athletics check to avoid the oncoming torrent of flame. So Rizzo, are you going to enhance this roll at all? Two peripheral motes, and that's going to put me at... Nine. Yeah, nine. So that's what I have in my hand. I could have just... Mm-hmm. That will be six successes. So how does Rizzo get out of the way of this functional bomb? She kind of does this little, like... Dab. I was going to say a cartoonish move where she just takes one giant slide out of the way. Looks like it was a lot of effort, but it was quite minimal and comical. Wunderbar. So Leah... What's the, what's the deal with Leah? So Leah is going to be spending five modes from personal to increase her dice pool to 11. Wonderful. So roll those 11 dice. Leah got six successes. Cool. So how does Leah get out the way? Leah sprints over to one of the nearby trees and jumps and presses her foot against it, which pushes her up and she holds onto a branch above the oncoming flame. Excellent. Now, Tulio, what are you going to do, Leo? I'm pretty sure I've made that one, too, so... See, I, as yeah. a role player, have given up on my rolls today, so I'm not going to bump it with any motes because that would just be a waste of motes when I know I'm failing this roll anyway. So, Tulio is rolling five. What'd you look at that? Oh, one. One success. All right, and now Cessus On is going to try to get out of the way. Cessus on rolled zero successes, so she's also <laughs> caught in the blast. <laughs> That's great. Oh, no, just completely. Oh, my gosh. So now I'm rolling for the damage that the bonfire is inflicting upon you. No. You being Tulio and on. I guess you could say that now she's on fire. <laughs> so on and Tulio both take one die of lethal damage. The light from this pyre begins to clear, and you actually cannot see any sign of firefalls like rain at the moment. It is the top of the round, and On is going first, having seized the advantage. She pats the silver flame off of her and barrels down on Tulio once more, driving her spear into some of the roots at the base of one of the tree and pulling up a cascade of now white-hot dirt that she sends spraying at him. And as she does so, the entirety of her anima rushes down the tip of her spear blade, and behind the soil, the entire body of her anima comes hurtling towards you. She is essentially doing what she did last time, except now that all of her post-soak dice turn into successes automatically. What do you do? So he's going to use Impervious Skin of Stone again, which will allow him to add plus six soak against Withering Attack, bringing his soak back up to 22. Woohoo! Those are going to come from personal. Cool. And your parry value is what? Five, but he's going to use four motes from peripheral to make it seven. It's actually going to be six because you are at a minus one wound penalty. So your defense is down by one. Okay. So she rolled seven successes, which brings her post soak damage down to five, which means that Tulio now takes five withering damage and on gets six points of initiative. It's not too late to turn back. Take it back. How Cessus would look kindly upon your surrender. Mm, no. 
Alrighty, then it is Rizzo and Leah's turn at three initiative. Though that goes out to you guys too. She is offering you guys surrender. I uh, no, thank you. I've already come this far. She she will will she let us go take the idol if we surrender? Oh yeah, is that what she's offering? She's offering you potentially collaboration. Yes. You know she's also with the people that are attacking your homeland. BT Dubs. Oh no no sorry no no. But we could stop all of this. <laughs> Yeah, having rejected this overture, what are Rizzo and Leah going to do? I'm about to do that diamond body piranha. All right, so go ahead and roll me up that stamina plus uh, resistance, so it's 10 dice. Five successes. Cool, so you get to add eight to your soak, which makes it now with the eight soak from diamond body prana and the eight soak from invulnerable skin of bronze. Your soak is now 21. So what's Leah doing? Leah is going to attack Cessus on... Leah is going to take her knife and instead of slashing her across the chest like she did with Falling Fire, she is going to stab her in the hip area, her left hip, and go through across her abdomen. Excellent. And she is trying to obviously push that away with her lance how many uh moats are you using on your excellency leah's going to use six moats from peripheral okay that means that your anima banner is going to flare what does leah's anima banner look like leah's anima banner is a magnolia flower that blooms from the seed out and you can see that there are some little drops of rain dripping it reminds her of home basically and it's a red magnolia flower it's not white it's probably literally made of blood, considering you're an abyssal exalted. Blood flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's her banner. Awesome. So go ahead and roll those 18 dice because you got a stunt, and you're trying to beat a defense of a whopping four. Five successes. All right, so what is your damage? Oh, 17. You are going to roll seven dice for damage. Leah got five successes. Five successes means she loses five initiative and you gain six. So she manages to drive the knife out of the way at the last second, pushing away. But you can see that it was incredibly effortful and you now stand about evenly matched. You're both at nine initiative right now and it's Tulio's turn. So Tulio is going to do the same thing he did last time. He is going to be pairing ringing anvil onslaught with thousand ton hammer smashing. How many uh, dice from your excellency are you going to put in there? Uh, well, to, in addition to the nine it cost him to do that, he's going to throw an additional three. So it's going to cost him 12 to do that whole shebang. Okay, and she's going to again raise her defense value up to seven. And what is this looking like this time? So his birchwood antlers that are part of his anima have actually become corporeal. His antlers now basically project themselves at Cess's on and kind of create a wall on either side of him that prevent her from escaping from the left or the right. They kind of shoot out like bumper blockers in bowling, securing the lane and each kind of sprout up into some lush greens at the tops. So it looks like a, an archway in, in a forest. Okay. And now it's time to play croquet. <laughs> I'll give you a two dot stunt for that one. So add an automatic success and two extra dice and then roll that pool looking at a difficulty of six because of the onslaught penalty from the previous attack. One, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight successes. That's including the stunt. So that is two rollovers. So roll nine dice for damage. 
Okay, so you have four successes. Uh, so she drops down to five initiative, and you raise up to five. No, you raise up to six initiative, and now you get to make another attack. So you are now rolling a pool of seven dice. It's actually against a value of two because she doesn't have the moats to keep defending herself. Let's see if he succeeds. And he does. Yep, three. So roll eight damage dice. Four successes. Okay, so she's now at one initiative, and you are at 11. Now, you get to make one more attack with six, but against a defense value of one. Don't mind if I do. One success. Hey, that'll do it. Roll (laughs) seven dice for damage. (laughs) Yeehaw. Seven successes. So she drops down to (laughs) negative six. And you gain 8 plus 5 is 13. You're at 24 initiative, and you get to make an immediate decisive attack against a defense value now of 0. I'm gonna do that. So that's 11, and you will get double 10s because of your charm that you used earlier. Fucked her up. 9 successes. Okay, so roll 24 dice to make her paste. 12 successes. With the double 10s? Yes. You have filled up to her minus two health track, rolled over with lethal damage, so you did bashing damage, and hurt her so bad that now she's bleeding violently at her minus two health level, but she now falls shaky to the ground, about to lose consciousness, having essentially been sent careening like a child with a bowling ball against those floral bumper lanes. She spills out at the end, crashing into a tree, and her breath begins to heave. Is this it, then? Is this... Damn. And she looks bleary-eyed at Tulio. You could be something you know, with the realm. Cessus would be happy to have someone as strong as you. (coughs) I don't know where my home is, but I don't think I could ever call your people home. I have to make decisions that are of priority, but if I go... And tell them that I was stronger than you. Will they take me? Gladly they take you. Look, you're better than working with these. Anathema filth. Join us. Take the true mantle of your inheritance. How Cessus would welcome you with open arms. How do I know that I'm one that belongs to how Cessus? Are there others like me there? Look at what blossoms forth from your body. The purity of the raw elements. Yes. Of course you belong with us. Mm. Tulio takes her um, coat that has the emblem of House Cessus on it. What are you doing with that? Bringing evidence, if I should need it. If you kill me, why would they take you? You need my recommendation. Why isn't this proof that I'm stronger than you? It is proof that you're stronger than me. But it's also proof that you're a churl with no sense of honor. And in House Cessus, if we don't have our honor, we have nothing. I don't know if I belong in House Cessus, then. I don't know that I'm a man of honor. You will deny House Cessus your companionship. Then at least let me choose how I go. How would you like to go? She pulls a knife from her boot and drives it into her stomach. Please. The way that I was raised to. Remember, when you next hear about House Cessus, no matter what they say... 
were better, we're going to replace Tebbit. And it was on my blood that our forces became so strong. And she yanks to the left and crumples to the ground. I wasn't really sure if I was going to kill her yet, but she kind of took it into her own hands. Tulio shrugs and proceeds to put on her coat. It's short on him, but it fits on his shoulders just fine. The smoldering of the essence that is leaving her rapidly cooling body fills the air with smoke. You can see the white pieces of paper hung from a thick rope at the mouth of the cave across the clearing. You know that there's only one thing left to do. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Dee's Mance? If you don't mind, I'm going to be sitting next to you. I know other open seats. It's unfortunate, but... What's up? <laughs> Not a lot. Just drinking some tea. What kind? It's green. It's green tea. Oh, green tea's great. Nice. I don't drink it much, it's... but it's good. Boring. Yes. Tulio? Mm-hmm. I remember you ordering, like, black tea last time. That's classy. Not it's still drinking. a color yeah, and a tea. They're both colors. I don't... I'll have you know I've been drinking a lot of chai recently, and so I'm changing it up. I wouldn't. Chai's the best. It's very good, actually. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, yes. Yeah. It's a little energy kick. Uh, makes me feel festive. Uh, why? Well, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of a churro. So how does that... What cinnamon-y. is a churro? It's like a cinnamony dough. I've, that I'm, sounds interesting. Is it flat? Is it? It's a triangle. Oh, so like, it, I, like a like when you cut a sandwich. Pretty much, it looks exactly like that. Yeah. Interesting. I personally like chai because it feels festive. It feels like it's seasonal. Sand like it's hot. cold outside. Exactly. You could drink it You're hot or cold. You're warming yourself up. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't drink. I would not drink it cold. What? That. You're warming yourself up. Yeah, but if cold it's hot, outside already. But if, but if it's hot out, well, then you, you wouldn't be the drinking drink. chai tea. Why wouldn't you? Because it's because it's hot outside. You you put it on ice. That sounds disgusting. You never know until you it try sounds it. Sounds gross. Try it. Gross. Yuck. I'm gonna yuck, have you try no, it. Yuck. You know, on a yuck. hot day where it's over eighty degrees, I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna give you mm. an iced chai tea. You know, if you ever get the opportunity to do that, then great. I'll gladly accept your cold chai tea on a hot day i see a smile that's fine when it's hot i drink hotter drinks oh why some people say that it causes a reaction in the body it feels like it's even hotter so it internally decreases your temperature to accommodate i just like it hot yeah i didn't think there was a science behind that if it's too (laughs) ill i'm offended a little no, okay. I will say it doesn't much work for me. Nothing will really decrease my internal temperature much. What's your internal temperature? 98.6. I haven't scientifically measured it. Elemental fire. Oh, right, right, right. right. Usually somewhere around the, that number of degrees. But why would you if, like to only drink hot drinks? Does that make you feel cooler? I mean... Well, I, I just like them. I just It's that simple. I like hot drinks. I suppose that's okay. Why would you have milk when you could have warm milk well that's going to make you sleepy i'm not particularly interested in getting sleepy i'm not a baby so i don't do that i don't like warm milk either Ugh, gross well 
more for me. Well, which is good because I'm not sleepy right now. You certainly sound sleepy. You sound like you're about to nod off. Yeah, your eyes are getting a little droopy. So I've been told. I mean, Tulio Uh, makes like me want to go to sleep sometimes. I'm really worried about your friend. He he really looks like he's nodding off. Is this how you've looked all your life? Have I never not paid attention? (laughs) Have I never paid attention is what I meant to say? I have. This is a wake-up call to our friendship. And I'm not sure if it's narcolepsy. Do you fall asleep in the middle of the day? Not a gift. Sometimes it's an affliction. You should see a healer about that. But I don't mind. It's like a random nap. Okay, I want. that sounds wonderful when Can it you puts con- you in very tr- dangerous situations. Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't fell asleep during a fight yet. Yeah, too bad he didn't before he knocked out that baby. <laughs> right? I don't regret it. You don't regret assaulting a child? It's a 300-year-old baby, though. Wait, are you talking about a man baby? Yeah, pretty much, but it looked like a baby, though. Okay, well, that's different, because a man baby is a different thing. That's an adult-sized person who... No, 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 a baby-sized person. Okay, well, yeah, then you're not not talking about a man baby. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a lot better. That's a lot better. Yeah, but Tulio just, I mean, flung him across the room. Knocked him out, KO. That's cruel. It's like a little emperor, emperor football. It's right in, right in the end zone. Touch. He was soaring. Yep. I'm liking the delivery on the jokes, Tulio. I have been told that I have impeccable timing. You seem awfully slow. <laughs> I'm going to be straightforward with you. My sister would not be able to bear your presence. She's the much less patient than I am. I like to use is intentional well min would not agree i can assure you that much well min is not welcome to be my friend well then i'm afraid that i have no interest in being your friend either uh redeemable traits about tulio could hug her does that do anything not particularly not in the light of him maligning the one person who i i idolize most in this world. No, not particularly. I also smell nice. Most of the time. Spriggy. Yeah, most of the time. It's when nice. do I not? As nice as a, a, a tree would smell after a, a rain. Uh, mm. One time when we ha- after you had flung that baby man across and knocked him out, um, that morning when we stayed in that castle and hid there, uh, you kind of smelled like dirty bark. Hmm. How do you differentiate between clean bark and dirty bark? I don't understand. Well, the the scent, as soon as it hits your nostrils... You your nostrils? Of, yeah. Okay, continue. Your nose just kind of like wrinkles up immediately, you know. That's a nasty, nasty scent. My feelings are hurt. But right now you smell amazing. The damage has been done. You smell fine. It's fine. Yeah, you smell fine now. It doesn't change it was only the that past. One, it was only that one time, and you can't change the past. I mean, you didn't... We've all done things we regret. I yeah. will dwell on your words forever. Well, we, we all have flaws, Tulio. That doesn't yeah. no. mean we should go and Okay, if and you're going to say down. that we don't have flaws, then this That's is ridiculous. That's one of your flaws. Some yeah, that, yeah, that is flaws. a flaw. That is itself a flaw. 
Some flaws are more acceptable than others. But now you admit that we have flaws, so we caught you. We caught you in our trap. <laughs> Red-handed. Uh-huh. Red, no. Redwood-handed. 